Hey, this is AJ and welcome to the D Plus Club, where I bring you the latest news and rumours from the last week in Disney Plus. I cover what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. Last week we continued with our MCU series with The Avengers. That episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including whichever platform you're listening on right now. And for this last week's movie, we've been watching Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I'll get back to that one a little bit later in the show. How's everyone been doing this past week? We've had an absolutely shocking week here in terms of weather. So, you know how the last few weeks it's been really, really hot and humid? It's still quite warm and quite humid, but we've just had downpour after downpour after downpour. It's it's, it's not going out weather, let's put it that way. Uh, I'm glad that we were able to go out last weekend because since then it's been nothing but rain. It, I actually thought that our local river might end up flooding and there's still chance yet. We've still got some rain on the horizon for this next week. We're supposed to be also getting a uh, heat wave soon as well. But uh, I know I complain about how humid it gets over here in the UK, but I'm actually looking forward to the sun coming back. I'm looking forward to being able to get back out into the garden, get back into the pool as well. It's been really nice. Plus, also, I've got a week off of work coming in just over, well, actually just about a week's time. So that will be nice to have off with my wife and the kids. This was actually the time that we were supposed to be going to Florida if it wasn't for the whole COVID restrictions and this, that and the other. We should have, in fact, today I'm recording this on Sunday. In fact, my wife is just getting the kids bathed and everything at the moment. So I'm going to probably record this in two halves as I have been doing. But as I was saying, today is the day that we should have been in the parks for the very first day in Florida on our two-week vacation. We would have flown in yesterday on Saturday and today I had booked for us all to go to Magic Kingdom and spend the day at Magic Kingdom. So uh, yeah, (laughs) it's a little bit of a downer for me today because I'm feeling a little bit kind of mixed emotions. On the one hand, I'm happy that we're going to be going next year and that there's all, hopefully these restrictions will have been lifted and we won't have as many issues with this, that and the other, but uh, On the other hand, I'm kind of like, I want to be over in Florida right now. (laughs) I want to be going on Splash Mountain. I want to be going to the Haunted Mansion. This, that, and the other. And I just like, yeah, it's going to be a difficult two weeks thinking, on this day, I'd I'd booked for us to be able to go to this place. On this day, I'd booked for us to be able to do this. On this day, we're supposed to be going here for a meal. So, yeah, it's going to be a difficult two weeks. And I'm going to try and not think about it as much as physically possible and just kind of look forward to next year and uh, yeah I think we're just going to kind of have a complete blowout next year uh, we've got so much money saved for spending money I keep watching the pounds to dollar uh, kind of currency conversion just seeing if there's a good time to be able to buy dollars because as soon as it hits kind of this like magic number that I've got in my head I'm just going to convert some of the money that we've got saved over into dollars just so that we've got it there and it's just sat there then ready and we can't spend it on anything else it's just sat there ready for when we spend it over in Florida inside the Disney parks and I'm just I'm so looking forward to that the kids are going to be spoiled my wife is going to be spoiled and I'm going to even spoil myself as well I'm gonna I know I've said it a couple of times I plan on at least getting two lightsabers and I already know which ones I would like to get and I already have saved enough to hopefully maybe even get a third I know that it's going to depend on how much I can bring back in luggage as well so we'll uh, cross our fingers on that one but yeah I'm really looking forward to being able to get over there and just just spoil the whole family and just do all these things that we've been dreaming of doing for the past 18 months or more speaking of 18 months actually I'm actually meeting up with my uh, my best mate that I've kind of grown up with over the years he was actually the best man at my wedding as well I'm meeting up with him tomorrow which is Monday so I know Andy sometimes listens into the show on his way to and from work so if you're listening Andy hello I'll see you tomorrow sort of thing but yeah this will have been the first time that we've been able to properly meet up and go for like a a monthly catch-up because we always try try to have a monthly catch-up we go out just me and him go to the, like the local pub and just sit down and just talk about everything. <laughs> it usually kind of swings back to, around to Disney. In fact, I think the last uh, meetup that I, I had with him, I was actually talking to him about potentially doing a podcast at some point, and here we are. This is episode 20, in fact. 
So yeah, it's just difficult to think that it's, uh, I'm already on episode 20. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where the year takes us and like, all of these different things that I've been talking about over the last 20 episodes, seeing these being released is, it, it's nice to think that something that back in episodes one, two, three, four, and five is being released now on Disney Plus and this, that, and the other. So yeah, I'm... I've really enjoyed this journey and I'm looking forward to seeing where it takes us going forward. And uh, yeah, I'm just really thankful for everyone who's been listening in. And there's more exciting things on the way. In fact, I even debated and I, I ended up deciding against it in the end because it just was a bit too short notice. But I actually debated recording this live almost. So basically I was thinking of one of the live rooms that's in the Sorcerer Radio Discord. I was thinking of going into that and uh, basically talking through all this that I'm doing now and everything that I'm going to be talking about uh, during the news and what's new and coming soon in the movie club, I was thinking about doing that all on camera. And, of course, doing that, you would see all of my mess-ups and this and the other. But I just thought it would be a nice idea for anyone who wants to tune in, take part, maybe even leave some live comments to be able to do that as well. So if you think that that might be something that you'd be interested in, just drop me a message over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash Discord, just in either the general room, the Disney Plus room, or the weekly movie club room, whichever, just wherever you see me talking at any given time. And just say, I would be interested in you doing that live show because it might be something that I would end up doing down the line. So, uh, yeah, just let me know. Apart from that, this weekend, I also watched Star Wars with my son for the first time. I actually decided to go timeline order. So he's only six, and I thought that he would best understand the franchise if he watched it in timeline order first. And my wife said a similar thing, that she watched like the Star Wars films in timeline order because she found that she would understand the series as a whole a lot better. Um, so yeah, I decided to go timeline order, and so we watched Phantom Menace for the first time yesterday, and he really enjoyed it. He's he's kind of a bit of a fidget bum, but he, he actually sat and he watched the entire film with me yesterday, and I was really kind of thankful for that to know that he was actually enjoying it and I was talking to him about it afterwards and asking him what he liked he liked R2D2, he liked C3PO he liked the pod race he liked the lightsaber battles he liked the double sided lightsaber he said as well so yeah, no, I'm, I'm really thankful that he enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to picking up and watching the rest of the films with him over the next month or two as well so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to being able to do that but I am rambling a little bit as always Hopefully everyone else has had a good week. Drop me a message over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club. Of course, plus is the word plus. And let me know how you've been doing. Now, though, it's time for the news. So let's get started. Actually, no, let's get started where we've been getting started for the last couple of weeks. And that's with some news about Black Widow. And I'm sure most people who've seen anything on the internet this last week on social media, if you follow any sort of uh, Disney pages or anything like that, I'm sure you've seen this. And it's even been featured on the news and on radio and things. But it was reported this last week that the Black Widow star, Scarlett Johansson, has filed a lawsuit against Disney over the release of the Black Widow movie stating that she was paid in part based on the box office performance of the film and that the dual box office and premiere access release breached her contract and also drastically reduced the amount that she could have made on the movie at the box office. And that because the film will not be able to hit these specific box office milestones, they could actually cost her millions of dollars. Disney actually later released a statement on this, saying, There is no merit whatsoever in this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific, prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract, and furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney+, Plus with Premier Access, has significantly enhanced her ability to earn additional compensation, on top of the $20 million she has received to date. So when I read this earlier in the week, the, the very first thing that came to my mind was, this is part of my worry about the dual box office and... Uh, digital streaming releases that both come at the same time is that it can happen one of two ways is it gives people the freedom to be able to go to the cinema and see it if they want but as we've seen this last two weeks we can have a very good performance the very first opening weekend 
And because not as many people are actually watching it in the cinema, then we see these huge drop-offs the following weeks. Whereas when people are watching it at home, they may have watch parties as such. So say, for example, especially in places where you can have quite a few people over at the moment, you might decide that you're going to invite eight friends around and you're going to pay $30 or £20 and everyone's going to see it at the same time. You maybe get some popcorn in from the supermarket, you may get some beers in or some other drinks in, this, that and the other, and you all watch it together. But when you consider that a cinema ticket here in the UK could be, say for example, £15, £20, instead of getting that £15 to £20 per person, you're only getting £30 for an unknown amount of people. And also when you consider that the Disney Plus release will give you access to that movie up until it's available for everyone and then you'll still have access to it anyway, then you also have to consider the amount of times that you could re-watch that. I know people that have sometimes gone to the cinema and re-watched a movie in the cinema two, three, four, five times. So again, you're not getting that repeat profit based on its performance in the box office. So whilst I am fully supportive of the dual releases as it gives people the chance to be able to watch these films at home and I'm going to come back to that one a little bit later in the show I do understand why it might be disappointing from an actor or an actress's uh, point of view where they don't feel that they're getting uh, the best out of their box office performance now we do also have to understand here that actors and actresses such as Scarlett Johansson will have already been paid a specific sum of money in the statement that Disney released they said that she was paid 20 million dollars and that's that's not a small sum of money i mean i I, if i if i was paid one million dollars to be able to do something like that i'd never have to work again a day in my life it's it's just uh, it's so silly that actors and actresses such as scarlett johansson and, and i'm not singling her out because there will have been other people who've had these complaints so whilst i may be saying her name because her name has come up in the news this past week i'm not saying that it's unique to her but when these actors and actresses have been paid millions upon millions of dollars yes i understand that they want to get the most out of the role that they've been paid to be able to do and whatever is in their contract But at the end of the day, they have been paid an awful lot of money. And I think sometimes these people have to kind of think a little bit more and think, compare themselves to Joe Bloggs on the street or AJ the podcaster, who makes nowhere near as much as that and will never, ever in their wildest dreams make as much of that in their lifetime. Just to think, just feel lucky for what you've got and the the career that you've got and how much money that you are able to make from these films in general and understand that these are testing times that we're going through this pandemic and yes this movie's been delayed all over and over and over but unless you were to delay it another 12 months another 18 months until crossing our fingers we come out of the other side of this and we can get back to complete normalcy again then just be thankful for what you do get from this. And this movie is still performing well. It's still performing well in the charts and this, that, and the other. And from what I've heard, there's many people who have enjoyed it, maybe not as much as some of the other Marvel movies, but at the end of the day, it's it's still a good movie. And I'll actually be watching it hopefully next weekend. But again, I'll come to that a, a little bit later in the show. Uh, but yeah uh, that's just my view on it let me know what your thoughts are on this over in the sorcerer radio discord or over on social media and just let me know your thoughts on the whole scarlett johansson in the media with this lawsuit fiasco and uh, yeah i'll maybe feature some of your comments in next week's podcast hopefully we don't have a, a fourth week talking about black widow as the very first news story i will stay with the marvel news though as it was reported that filming has now begun on the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania film. This was also confirmed after the film's director posted over on Twitter a photo of the evil-looking bunny with a quote, It begins, day one, principal photography. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is currently scheduled to be released on February 17th, 2023, and we'll see the return of Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, Michael Douglas, and Michelle Pfeiffer. 
We'll also see the return of Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror, following his brief appearance at the end of the first season of Loki. It was also reported that there are currently about four more weeks left of filming of the upcoming She-Hulk series. Jamila Jamil posted over on Twitter that she will be without her roommates for the next four weeks whilst filming completes on the project. She-Hulk is currently set to be released sometime in 2022. We were, however, given more information on the upcoming Hawkeye series. We recently received news that filming had been completed on the project and it was entering post-production. However, we now know when the series will be released on Disney+. Disney announced this past week that the series will debut on Disney+, Plus on Wednesday, November 24th. We were also treated to an exclusive image from the series, which was released by Entertainment Weekly, which shows Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye and Haley Steinfeld, who will be playing Kate Bishop in the series. We also saw the release of new character posters from the What If series, which gives us our first proper look at the character of the Watcher. In the comics, the Watchers are a race of all-powerful beings who watch over the multiverse and are not allowed to interact with other characters, although they have done so on a few occasions when situations have demanded it. And finally in Marvel news, we were treated to a new trailer for Marvel's Legend of the Ten Rings. This latest trailer gives us a little bit of a better look at the world of Shang-Chi and what he has been trying to escape and outrun all these years. The most recent trailers have actually really got me interested in this film, which is still on schedule to be released on September 3rd in theatres. In Star Wars news, it was reported on a few different websites that Lars Mikkelsen and Mena Masood have signed on to play Grand Admiral Thrawn and Ezra Bridger in the upcoming Star Wars Ahsoka series. This is actually really exciting to be able to hear that they're bringing in the, some of these actors to be able to play some of these quite iconic roles. I know I've mentioned it in the past, especially in my Star Wars episode that I did, that I really enjoy the character of Grand Admiral Thrawn and I'm really looking forward to seeing him being brought onto the live action scene and where that could lead for the future of his character. It's, it, he is an absolutely fascinating character, and if you have a chance to be able to read or listen to any of the audiobooks, I, I would highly advise them, because they are absolutely brilliant reads. You actually may already recognise the name Mena Masood as well, because he actually played Aladdin in the Disney live-action Aladdin film, so it'll be really interesting to be able to see his take on Ezra Bridger as well. I'm really looking forward to being able to see where this character is after all these years and the maybe the character development as well since we last saw him on the screen in an animated format as well. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to the Ahsoka series as a whole and I'm, I'm just really excited for these Star Wars and Marvel projects that we've been able to get on Disney Plus because so far I cannot say that they've done a bad job with any of them and it's been absolutely brilliant and I'm looking forward to seeing where we get with all of these series. Moving on to some other news though, it was announced that the upcoming Destination D23 event, which is due to take place at Walt Disney World between November 19th and the 21st, will include a Disney Plus presentation and party. The event will include a special look at what's new and what's next for Disney+, Plus, a special film screening on Friday the 19th, as event guests will be able to be invited to a special screening at Disney Springs, and a Disney Plus party where event guests can join Disney Plus for the grand finale celebration of an incredible weekend, which fans will surely not want to miss. Disney has also confirmed that it has greenlit a brand new genre-busting marriage murder series called Wedding Season. Wedding Season will centre on Kate, a beautiful bride who we meet on her wedding day, surrounded by dead bodies of her new husband and every member of his family. The police think that Katie's lover, Stefan, did it. Stefan thinks that Katie did it. Katie thinks her ex-husband did it. And no one knows what the truth actually is. This actually sounds like a really interesting series and I'm actually looking forward to being able to find out more information and actually being able to see a trailer. It sounds a little bit gory for the first episode, I'm not usually a fan of those sorts of things, but uh, it sounds like it's quite a, a good series all around, so I'm looking forward to learning some more information about it. This last week, Disney announced three new hand-drawn animation shorts from Walt Disney Animation Studios that are in the works which will feature one of my favourite characters from Disney's Fab Five, Goofy, as he shows us how to stay at home. Work began on these last autumn, and they're actually due to be released on August 11th. The three shorts will be titled How to Wear a Mask, Learning to Cook, 
and binge watching. In How to Wear a Mask, Goofy shows us the fine art of putting on a face mask as he prepares to leave the house and venture out into the outside world. Despite his best efforts, Goofy becomes a little bit tangled in the mask before finally finding the perfect fit. In Learning to Cook, Goofy uses everything but the kitchen sink, along with any and all ingredients in his understocked pantry and fridge to concoct something original and uniquely Goofy. And in Binge Watching, Goofy sticks his neck out to show viewers what it means to be truly flexible when binge watching takes precedence over, well, just about everything. Goofy is remarkably able to multitask and juggle a variety of household activities simultaneously in a way that only Goofy can. By the time he sits down to watch his favourite show, his gaze is fixated on the screen. These actually remind me of some of the older Goofy shorts. I'm really looking forward to being able to watch these myself. It's, it's going to bring back a little bit of nostalgia, I think, from some of these older Disney animation shorts. So I'm looking forward to them. Slightly off topic, but I wanted to include this one. This past week, Tesla released an update for their cars, which includes, as you guessed it, seems as this is a show about Disney+, Plus, Disney Plus support. Perfect for when you're on a road trip and want to catch up on the latest episode of a Disney Plus original series. It was actually confirmed to be in development by owner Elon Musk more than 18 months ago. Of course, for the safety of the drivers and passengers, this feature can only be available when the car is parked. It was confirmed this past week that the Star and Hulu series Love, Victor will be returning for a third season. The second season of Love, Victor is currently available weekly every Friday on Disney Plus in the UK, and also it's available on Hulu over in the US. Whilst promoting Disney's Jungle Cruise this past week, producers John Davis and John Fox spoke briefly about the upcoming Predator film which is in the works. They stated that the next film will be called Skull and will feature a female hero. John Davis said... It goes back to what made the original Predator movie work. It's the ingenuity of a human being who won't give up, who is able to observe and interpret, basically being able to beat a stronger, more powerful, well-armed force. This actually sounds really interesting. I'd not known much about this project up until now, so I'm really looking forward to this. I might have to binge watch all of the previous films myself. And finally for this past week, it was reported by Deadline that Lakeith Stanfield and Tiffany Haddish are in talks to star in the upcoming Haunted Mansion movie, which will be based on the Disney Parks attraction of the same name. I'm actually really looking forward to this movie. I know I've spoken about this previously, but I absolutely love the Disney Parks attraction. And we watched the behind the attraction on Haunted Mansion only this past week, actually. And I'll talk about that again shortly. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to a new Haunted Mansion story. I recently read all of the Haunted Mansion books. I think there's four in the series at the moment. I don't know if there's going to be any more, but I have to say that I really enjoyed those. And I actually didn't mind the uh, previous Eddie Murphy film. I actually really enjoyed that and all, all the nods to the attraction in that. I know that this won't follow on from that. It will be its own unique story. And I'm, I'm just really looking for the, forward to the project as a whole because I, I do think that we need some more of these Disney Parks attractions uh, movies converted. And I, I think that the, there's a lot of potential there to be had. Well, that's it for the news. So what's new and what's coming soon to Disney Plus this next week? Well, of course, this last week we had new episodes of The Bad Batch, the Mysterious Benedict Society, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Monsters at Work, Turner and Hooch, as well as the release of Jungle Cruise on Premier Access. Now, I want to start with Jungle Cruise because we did decide to take the plunge and we rented it on Premier Access. And I have to say that it was the best decision that I could have made because I absolutely loved this movie. And I'm not going to talk too much about it in too much detail because I don't want to give any of the story away for those that haven't yet seen it. It's very new, of course. It was only released this this last week. Uh, but I, I just want to say that this movie was brilliant, and it deserves to be watched, whether at home or in the cinema. Your choice, of course. But I absolutely just really enjoyed the story. It's, it's not a typical... Uh, straight from the ride story let's say but there are a lot of nods to the ride in the film and there are a lot of times where you'll find yourself going oh yeah i recognize that or i understand that reference or <laughs> the avengers thing from last week 
I get that sort of thing. So, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the film and there is a, a very nice twist to the story. It's very funny as well. And, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to talk about it too much more because I will end up spoiling it for someone and I really don't want to be able to do that. I want everyone to be able to enjoy this film as much as I did. So I highly recommend seeing it if you haven't done yet. Uh, it is available now on Disney Plus uh, via Premier Access, and it's also available in theatres. And I also think next week we might end up uh, renting Black Widow as well. So I want to be able to contribute towards Black Widow before it goes free on uh, uh, Disney Plus later this year. I want to be able to show that I'm supporting the box office in some way, shape or form, even if it's not going to the cinema. I just don't feel comfortable going into cinemas right now, especially with rising cases in like our regions and things like that but i will be willing to be able to watch these on disney plus or any other new films if they're available to buy or rent over on itunes as well so yeah i uh, highly recommend jungle cruise make sure you give it a go i really really enjoyed it hello future aj here actually sorry to interrupt the show whilst i was editing this i saw a news story release that the jungle cruise film has so far over its opening weekend brought in 90 million dollars globally including about 30 million dollars in disney plus premiere access so it seems like this film's really performing well and i look forward to everyone who gets a chance to be able to see it and i'm sure that whilst it's available on premiere access i will be watching it at least once more time because i really did enjoy it so i'll leave you to get back to your regular scheduled programming now as for the latest episodes though i watched bad batch only earlier today actually and really enjoyed that I find that this series is really starting to pull me in now. There are a lot of very interesting stories, giving us a little bit more information about the clone troopers and about the Empire and the Stormtroopers, and I'm just really enjoying the stories as a whole. And there's a lot of tense moments and a lot of cliffhangers I'm noticing between episodes, really wanting to draw you in to be able to bring you back and tune into the next episode which is which is what they really want to do they also want to they want to hold viewership and i just find that uh, yeah i'm just really enjoying this series as a whole it's there was a that stumbling block very early on but uh, as a whole this series has been very 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 good as for monsters at work we watched that with the kids earlier again today as well and another in, uh, really enjoyable story i'm just enjoying the series as a whole i do wish we had a little bit more of mike and sully however i do understand that that's not the focus of the series and if there were to focus more on those original characters it would take away from the characters that they do want to bring into the series as well and they do want these new characters to stand for themselves, which is completely understandable. So I'm just really looking forward to being able to see where this series goes just going forward. And uh, yeah, it's just a good series. It, it's, it's one that you should definitely check out for sure anyway. Last week I mentioned that we'd been watching or at least starting to watch Behind the Attraction. And we finished watching those early this week. And another series that I absolutely loved. I do wish that we'd have gotten more than just the first five episodes. We have got five more episodes coming later this year on August 25th. But I absolutely loved just the energy of the host of this series. But also all of this behind the scenes information. And how, seeing how these rides were developed for the parks in the first place. But also how they've developed over time and how they've grown expanded and also how new technologies have been brought in or maybe they've reused old technologies in newer ways to be able to produce these attractions it's definitely one worth checking out if you are a fan of the disney parks not just over in the us but anywhere in the world i want to stress that these episodes don't just focus on california and florida parks we truly explore the behind the attraction on all of the parks around the world but also where the thoughts and ideas behind these attractions originated as well so when they talk about tron for example in the space mountain episode yes i understand that that sounds a little bit weird but they concentrate on where the tron ride uh, was originally uh, built for and why they built it there as opposed to space mountain and yeah it's just really enjoyable as a whole if you haven't seen it yet it is definitely worth checking out and another one worth checking out of course is turner and hooch i've really been enjoying this series i didn't really know much about this actor 
before Turner and Hooch. I know that my wife had seen him in oh, Drake and Josh, I think it is. She keeps saying that he was in. He was much bigger then, and he's definitely turned his life around and really piled on the muscle and lost the weight. But, uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this series. I'm looking forward to seeing where the story progresses with Turner and Hooch. Um, and, yeah, I just feel as if that it's... Uh, a natural kind of progression for this story and the episodic format probably better suits the duo of turner and hooch than maybe even the original movie did as well and i'm really enjoying the camaraderie and the character development and even the awkwardness of some of these characters as well so yeah it's a really good series highly recommend it it is definitely up there on my watch list at the moment as for high school musical the musical the series we actually only watched it about an hour ago at the time of me recording this i'm actually editing it into the show uh, but i really enjoyed it i actually enjoyed how they've wrapped up all of the stories for this season and i don't feel that the season as a whole was as good as the first but i did really enjoy this final episode and there was a very good musical number not only in the show but also in the credits as well but yeah i really enjoyed it and finally just because i've been looking forward to this i know that this is aired over in the us quite a while ago now but because it's only just been made available in the uk and i want to be able to talk about it basically um i did want to briefly talk about last man standing so i started watching season eight this last week we also started getting the first episodes of season nine as well, but of course, over in the UK, I haven't had a chance to watch season eight yet. So we started watching season eight this last week. I think we're about five or six episodes in so far, but so far, really, really enjoying this series. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to being able to tie off this uh, this story of these characters because I felt like uh, I did. I did feel a little bit disappointed at the end of season seven when. There was no season eight available over here in the UK, even though I knew it had been available over in the US. And also I wanted to be able to see how the series wrapped up, especially as the ninth series was filmed partially through the pandemic as well. So I wanted to be able to see how that had been handled and how they were able to wrap up these character stories as well. And also, of course, the return of Tim the Toolman Taylor as well is uh, it's definitely worth being able to tune in for. I was a massive, massive fan of Home Improvement growing up. I had the original final episode VHS tape. I don't think they released the series over here in the UK. I don't even know if they released the series at all on VHS. But I did have the VHS of the final episode. It was actually a US VHS, I think, that I'd actually brought back from uh, when we'd been over to Florida one, one time. And I actually remember having to convert my home VHS player to be able to play a US VHS. Uh, and also I ended up buying all of the DVDs, again from the US, having to convert my DVD player to be able to play US DVDs. And then I again bought them for the UK format when they were available in the UK. And then I eventually bought them all on iTunes as well. So now I have all of Home Improvement in almost every format it was ever released in. Yeah, I was a very big fan of that growing up. And I would say I'm just a fan of Tim Allen as a comedian and actor in general. I have almost all of his films, or at least all of the the better ones, the, 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 real, the really good ones. And I also have some of his uh, live comedy tapings as well. So yeah, I'm just, I am really looking forward to being able to finish up uh, this Last Man Standing series and... Uh, yeah, just seeing where these characters end up. But anyway, enough of my ramblings. This next week, though, starting on Wednesday, we'll see new episodes of Turner and Hooch, Monsters at Work, Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, Marvel Studios Legends, and also Chip and Dale Park Life. I actually watched the first two episodes of that with the kids yesterday because my wife was out uh, doing some bridesmaid duties at the time. And I have to say I really enjoyed that. I've not been much of a fan of the newer animation style of, like... Uh, wonderful world of mickey mouse and this that, and the other but i actually really enjoyed that so uh, yeah maybe another one worth checking out especially if you've got kids as well we'll also see new episodes of short circuit from season two including dinosaur barbarian going home crosswalk songs to sing in the dark and number two kettering over in the u.s on wednesday you'll also see the addition of disney junior's fancy nancy season two america's funniest home videos animal edition season one 
and the first two episodes of Season Milan, Better Human, Better Dog, which we spoke about only the other week. Over in the UK, we'll see the addition of Last Man Standing, Season 9, Episode 2, American Dad, Season 17, Episode 5, Muppet Babies, Year 3, Episodes 1 through 15, and Drain the Oceans, Season 2, where experts use modern technology to scope the seabeds where ships sank, cities lie, and treasures hide. With this data, they try to theorise natural wonders and disasters. This actually sounds like a really interesting series, using tech to be able to kind of uncover the bed of the sea floor. You never know, we may even find Atlantis one of these days. On Friday, we'll see a new episode of The Bad Batch, and the final episode from the first season of The Mysterious Benedict Society. I haven't actually seen any updates as yet if there will be another season in the future, so I'll have to keep an eye out on that. I'm not sure about the story, of course. I'd decided to wait on that one until the series was over, so now that some of the other series are ending, now might be a good time to be able to start on this one. I'll let you know if I decide to start on it, especially as I've got this week off coming soon as well. Over in the US on Friday you'll see the addition of Beverly Hills Chihuahua 2 and 3. I'm not sure about 1. I didn't check whether 1 was already available so let me know if it is. You'll also see Killer Shark versus Killer Whale and also finally Mrs. Doubtfire which of course we covered in the Weekly Movie Club only a couple of weeks ago if you want to be able to go back and check that episode out. Over here in the UK we'll see the addition of Love Victor Season 2 Episode 8. War of the Worlds, Season 2, Episode 4. Grown-ish, Season 3, Episode 15. And also in the UK, we'll see the addition of movies Snake Eyes, starring Nicolas Cage, Aliens, Why Him, My Cousin Vinny, and the 2015 movie Joy, starring Jennifer Lawrence. And that seems to be about it for the new additions this week. Let me know if there's anything that you're really looking forward to that's going to be added to Disney Plus this next week. Or even if you're going to be watching Jungle Cruise or even Black Widow over on Premier Access on Disney Plus as well. Let me know your thoughts over on the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. Or over on any of my social channels at at or forward slash the D plus club. Plus, of course, is the word plus. Well, now it's time for the weekly movie club. And as I mentioned earlier, this past week's movie has been the movie Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So, if you've never seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, this is your spoiler warning. So if you don't want to be spoiled, pause the show, watch the film, and come back and join us for the rest of the podcast. And now with the spoiler warning out of the way, let's get right into it. Inventor Wayne Zielinski lives in suburban California, attempting to create a machine capable of shrinking objects, but he can't get it to work properly. His marriage to his wife, Diane, is at times difficult because she has to be the breadwinner for the family, which concerns their children, Amy and Nick. Nick has also inherited Wayne's inventive ingenuity and intelligence. One morning, their next-door neighbours, May and Russ Thompson, are getting ready for a fishing trip. Their older son, Russ Jr., however, is less than enthusiastic, especially as his and his father's interests often clash. One day, shortly after Wayne leaves for a conference, the Thompson's youngest son, Ron, accidentally hits his baseball through the Zelinsky's attic window, which inadvertently activates the machine and blocks its targeting laser. Caught by Russ Jr., he's made to confess to Amy and Nick and pay for the damage to the window. Ron and Nick go upstairs to retrieve the ball and clean up the mess. However, the now active machine accidentally shrinks them. At his conference, Wayne is dismissed for failing to provide proof of his shrinking machine and leaves in frustration. Although he is given credit by Dr. Brainard, the only scientist at the conference who took Wayne and his ideas seriously, without wanting to see any proof. Wayne appreciates Brainard's support and thanks him and they walk out together. After going to check on Nick and Ron, Amy and Russ Jr. are also shrunken. When Wayne returns home, they try to get his attention, but their voices are too small and he is unable to hear them. Frustrated by his day and also his thinking couch disappearing suddenly and the broken window that he discovers in the attic, he snaps and starts smashing the machine to pieces. He then decides to sweep up and tidy the floor, accidentally sweeping the kids into a dustpan and taking them outside in a trash bag. Thankfully, the kids are able to escape from it. But now, at the other end of the garden, are forced to cross the wilderness that is the backyard to get back to the house. They immediately realise the dangers that they may face as they hear a butterfly fly overhead and realise what their equivalent distance would be for their size to be able to return home. 
Meanwhile, Diane returns from work, and she and Wayne make up for an argument that they had the previous evening, but they soon grow concerned about Amy and Nick. Whilst trying to summon for their dog, Quark, Nick falls into a flower, and he and Russ Jr. are carried away by a pollen-picking bee. Wayne eventually realises that a baseball was what caused the attic window to break. However, as their son does not play sports, he is unsure about what caused this. Upon further investigation, he also discovers that his thinking couch has been shrunk. He becomes overjoyed that his machine finally works, but his happiness is only short-lived when he realises what happened to the kids and tries to find them, only to accidentally activate the sprinklers, causing chaotic torrents of water to come down on them in the yard. Amy nearly drowns when she is knocked into a pool of mud, but Russ Jr. saves her with mouth-to-mouth resuscitation joking that he learned how to do this in French class. That evening, Russ and May are forced to call off their trip because their sons haven't yet returned home, and they call the police to report them missing. Wayne tells Diane about what happened to their kids, and she joins in with the search. Eventually, she convinces Wayne to tell Russ and May, who are extremely sceptical. Meanwhile, the kids' hungry is saved by one of Nick's discarded oatmeal cream cookies, but their meal is interrupted by an ant, who is also scouting it. Ron decides to try and tame it to take them home, and they quickly grow attached to it, nicknaming it Auntie. After a time, they do attempt to set him free, but he instead decides to follow them like a pet. As it grows darker, the kids find a Lego block, which they can use to camp for the night. Russ Jr. and Amy begin to grow more attached, and admit their feelings for each other. However, they are interrupted by a scorpion, which traps Ron in the Lego. Auntie comes to rescue Ron, but is fatally stung before the kids can come together and wound the scorpion, driving it away. The next morning, Nick's friend Tommy returns to mow the lawn. The kids barely escape, seeking shelter in a worm burrow. Wayne and Diane stop Tommy just in time to save them, when they are blown out of the burrow by the lawnmower's blades. The dog, Quark, manages to find them, and the kids are able to ride him into the house. Nick loses his grip and falls into Wayne's bowl of Cheerios. Wayne accidentally scoops Nick up into a spoonful of Cheerios and appears to be destined to unknowingly eat his own son for breakfast. As Wayne opens his mouth to eat Nick, Quark bites Wayne in the ankle, making him aware of Nick and the other's presence. Back in the attic, the kids make Wayne realise that the laser was generating too much heat, causing things to explode until it was blocked by the baseball. He is able to correct the mistake, and Russ Sr. volunteers as a test subject. After a successful test, the kids are returned to their normal sizes, and reunited with their parents. Months later, at Thanksgiving, the Selinskis and Thompsons are now close friends, and are toasting over an enlarged turkey. Russ Jr. and Amy are now dating, whilst Ron and Nick are friends and Quark is eating from an enlarged Alpo bone. As the film closes, Nick finally gets the joke that Russ Jr. had told him about learning CPR in French class, at which point he laughs as the film's credits roll. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was released on June 22nd, 1989, with a budget of $18 million. It was a huge success, making $222.7 million at the box office, which is roughly $464 million when you account for inflation. The movie was highly praised by critics and audiences who loved the story, visuals, and innovation. The film's success spawned multiple sequels and spin-offs. The first sequel, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, was released in 1992, with Moranis, Strassman, O'Neill, and Oliveri. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right, reprising their roles as Wayne, Diane, Amy, and Nick Zielinski. As the title of the film suggests, Wayne manages to enlarge his two-year-old son, Adam, to gigantic proportions as one of his size-changing experiments goes awry. The next sequel, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, was released in 1997 as a direct-to-video release. Moranis was the only original actor to reprise his role. The characters of Diane and Adam were recast, with Amy and Nick only being briefly mentioned in passing. Many new characters were added, including Wayne's brother, Gordon, and his family. And as the title suggests, this time the parents are shrunk, and need to be rescued by their kids. The Honey, I Shrunk the Kids TV series was also released in September of 1997. Peter Scolari, I think I'm saying that correctly, took over the role of Wayne Zielinski, originally played by Rick Moranis. 
Each episode of the series incorporated newer technologies and digital effects to feature the family in various new adventures. It ran for three seasons over 66 episodes, finishing on May 20th, 2000. In 2018, it was confirmed that a legacy sequel movie was in development, titled Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. It was later reported that it will simply just be titled Shrunk. The plot of the film will centre around Nick Zielinski, played this time by Josh Gad as an adult scientist. On December 5th, 2019, it was reported that Joe Johnson, who directed the original movie, was in talks to return as director, which actually was later confirmed. And on February 12th, 2020, it was reported that Rick Moranis will come out of his semi-retirement to reprise his role as Wayne Zielinski. However, there's no word on the size of his role in the project. A 3D or 4D audience attraction called Honey, I Shrink the Audience, complete with physical effects like wind and water spray, was created as an attraction at Epcot in Walt Disney World in 1994, and then later made its way to Disneyland in California, Tokyo Disneyland, and Disneyland Paris. The film was a replacement for the Michael Jackson film Captain EO, which was a musical film which was originally launched in 1986. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience begins as a mock award show by the Imagination Institute, where Wayne is being honoured as Inventor of the Year. However, instead, the audience is shrunk and threatened by Quark the dog, Gigabyte, who is Nick's pet python, Diane, and even the youngest son, Adam, amongst other thrills along the way. It also includes most of the original cast, and adds Eric Idle as the host of the awards show. Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was removed from all four Disney parks over the course of 2010, as Disney decided to return Captain EO to all four parks in honour of Michael Jackson following his death in 2009. Over in Hollywood Studios, there was also a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playground near the old Backlot tour, which is actually now part of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. As for this movie, though, in an early version of the script, there were actually five kids, one of which died during the sprinkler sequence. However, it was rumoured that this was deemed too distressing for the target audience. The film's original title was actually Teeny Weenies, which was rejected on the grounds that it sounded too much like a kid's film, with no appeal to adults at all. For the scene where Nick drops into a bowl of Cheerios, a tank was filled with 16,000 gallons of a milk-like substance made from chlorinated water, food thickener, and pigment, and the Cheerios were made from tractor inner tubes 12 feet in diameter and coated in foam. Chevy Chase and John Candy both turned down the role as Wayne Zielinski. Candy did, however, suggest Rick Moranis for the role. This also happened when Moranis was offered his role in Ghostbusters as well, I found out. The neighbourhood which we see in the film is not actually real. It was built in the backlot of Kurobisco Studios. An English garden located in the studio served as the backyard, and the houses were cleverly placed around the garden to hide the studio buildings from most of the directions for filming. Sets and props took more than nine months to build. A May to June 1989 Disney Channel magazine article reported that 12 houses, complete with front and backyards, were built, in addition to a 10-foot-tall oatmeal cookie made from polyurethane foam and real cream filling, 40-foot-tall urethane foam blades of grass, and a gigantic mechanical ant that required a dozen puppeteers to operate. The ant was constructed using latex foam core and horsehair, and recreated for stop-motion sequences in which the children rode atop the insect. Some of the props from the original film were actually featured in an episode of Prop Culture, which is also available on Disney+. Scenes involving the adult characters were actually shot first, followed by the special effects-heavy scenes in which the children worked on oversized sets. To blend the normal size and miniature worlds, footage from the first and second units was combined with blue screen material, special effects shots, and VistaVision reductions. Filming of the garden sequences with the kids was reportedly a continuity nightmare, as it's easy to see there are multiple scenes as the amount of dirt on the clothes and the actors' faces and arms changes quite a bit as the film goes on. This film was actually director Joe Johnson's first major directing job. He was a highly respected former art director for Industrial Light and Magic, and a special effects wizard but an unproven director with only a student film to his name. When meeting with Jeffrey Kranzberg, he asked him if he was being hired due to that film. Kranzberg replied, no, we're actually hiring you in spite of that film. And finally, perhaps the biggest goof of the film actually comes from the film's title, as the grammatically correct way of wording the title would have been Honey, I Shrank the Kids, rather than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The Society for the Preservation of English Language and Literature, also known as Spell, 
or maybe they really just wanted their name to spell spell, awarded Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with its 1989 Dunce Cap Award, citing the title's grammatical error of using the word shrunk instead of shrank. However, an unnamed Disney executive responded that the incorrect usage was on purpose and directly referenced a line of dialogue in the film. It's not, however, known if the line of dialogue was intentional or not. And that's about it for this week. So what did you think of the movie? I have to say that I really enjoyed watching this. I actually watched it yesterday, Saturday, with my kids. Um, We'd watch Star Wars with my son in the morning, and then we watched this in the afternoon, actually, before me and my wife then watched the uh, Jungle Cruise movie in the evening. It was a film-heavy day yesterday. Anyway, back to my thoughts on this film. I absolutely loved this film growing up, and I really enjoyed the Disney Parks, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience as well. And I vaguely remember the... uh, like the playground area at Disney's Hollywood Studios as well. In fact, I do think I've got some photos of me maybe riding the ant that was in that playground as well. So, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this movie. It was one of my favourite childhood movies, and I'm glad to, I got the chance to be able to watch it again. I actually introduced my son to it for the first time, and also my daughter, although I'm not sure that she'll remember much of it. But, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I just felt that the story was quite unique for its time, and the technology that was used to be able to not only uh, kind of overlay the uh, smaller characters onto the real world, but also the gigantic sets that they were able to build for this film. It's just absolutely phenomenal that the effort they went into it on a budget that was only $18 million, did I say? But yeah, it did really well in the cinema, and I can see why, because it was an absolutely brilliant film for its time, and I'm really looking forward to the new film, actually. I I look forward to picking up on these characters in the many years since the original film, and it does make me wonder whether they will at all reference either of the sequels, or maybe even the original TV series as well, or maybe they'll kind of retcon the original TV series and just kind of build straight on the original films. I think that's probably the way that they will end up going, if I'm honest. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to diving back into this universe again once the latest film comes out. I think I remember seeing somewhere that it's due sometime next year. I think all of the production got a little bit delayed due to the COVID pandemic. But uh, once I find any more news on that, I will be sure to keep you updated on it. As always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, Fun Zone Facebook group, and also over on my social media for people to share their opinions on the film. So, let's see what you had to say this week. Sarah said, I loved this movie as a kid. I haven't seen it in at least 20 plus years. Fantastic movie. I feel like it's still really held up. I remember when we went to Disney's MGM when I was little and playing on the playground that they had in the movie. Rook Wolf and Kenzie said that they miss Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. And Kenzie also said that she played on the playset at Disney's Hollywood Studios by Streets of America as well. And Tim over on Instagram dropped me a message only yesterday, actually, saying, Really enjoyed this movie. It's the first time that I've ever seen it, and I actually end up watching all of the three original films. Well, thank you very much, everyone, for sending your comments over this week. It's really nice to be able to see people taking part, especially over in the Discord. It's nice to see those conversations happening between people and sharing memories, especially sharing memories about things like the play ground at Disney's Hollywood Studios and also the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience attraction. I say I really enjoyed both of those as a kid. I'm going to have to try and find one of the photos from the playground. I'll probably post it over on my socials. Now though, after a couple of weeks off, let's see what the guys over at Dizhiz had to say about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Diz is, Diz is review. Review. So we haven't done a uh, movie review for a couple of weeks because we had a two-part Timmy Britt, Disney animator slash Imagineer on our show. And, you know, we said a lot of, he shared a lot of memories and we didn't really have time to go ahead and do the reviews. But this week we are going to be reviewing Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. So what do you guys think about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Love it. That's one of those pivotal movies from like my childhood. Oh yeah, for sure. And, you know, great movie. You know, they had the, uh, I mean, it was also in the parks, right? They had the Honey, I Shrink the Audience. Yes. And they also have... The Playground. I, I, is that Playground still there? I think they, they no, take it out, right? No. They took it out for it's gone. Yeah, it, it is gone. Uh, but, I mean, that Playground was awesome. I, I mean, it was... But they just recently took it away, I think, for... Did they take it away for Toy Story? 
planned or no, for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? It's for Star Wars. Was for, it was for Star Wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the playground was cool. I mean, my son loved it. Uh, I loved it because it was there when I was growing up, too. And um, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience was great, right? Uh, and it's also coming back as a TV series, I believe, isn't it? Is yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Rick Moranis Rick- is going to go ahead and play a part in it, too. Yep. I-, I thought he quit acting. He, he did. did, but I think he's coming back for it. He's he's had a long sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think he's coming back. So I think it's going to be um, kind of like the Mighty Ducks, like a series, though. Like yeah, a yeah. TV type series, you know, they release like once a week. I think so. Oh, that's too. cool. Uh, but you know, the movie, great. I think there's a lot of special effects that that's in the movie that kind of did like forced perspective, where yeah, you know, there's uh, they have like a little bug or whatever, and they have the the like not was it a bug or the kids are climbing up something and grass. uh no it wasn't the grass, but it's a lot of forced perspective where they use the camera movie magic or the right. camera tricks to go ahead. And act like they're smaller when they're not really small. Yeah. Um, it's a great so, movie. I love it. We played it for Emma about, I think about four months ago, we played it for Emma and she liked it. And I thought maybe the ant scorpion scene would be a little too much for her, but she was fine with it. I mean, you fall in love with that ant. Yeah. So that's a yeah. good movie, right? They I mean, they they gave it enough of a personality that you actually were like, oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They sit there and they make you feel, oh, look, they love the ant. And then it freaking dies. Yeah. And yeah. you are right? devastated. Right. And, mm-hmm. and when they eat that, uh, what is it? They find an Oreo and they eat the the uh, the cream. The cream that's so gross. Why is that gross? <laughs> How man? long has that Oreo been in the grass, Joe? Who cares? Would man? you think it was like Oreo awesome, in the grass and just awesome eat it? Got to survive. <laughs> they they haven't been fr- drunk for like twelve hours. They already eaten Oreo. I don't think it was an Oreo, man. I don't remember what it was, but I know I it had think cream. it was. I think it was, was an oatmeal it a pie. Oh, it probably it was. was. It was an oatmeal pie. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it has Rick Moranis, who's like a uh, you know, a legend, a mo- uh, act, acting legend. Um, and there's some other, some other people in it who. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Now I'm looking at pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good yeah. movie. I, li- I liked it growing up. I love all the, se- the other movies after it are pretty good. You know, kind of goes to the wayside with Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. But mm, I saw yeah. that in the movie theater, Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Did you really? Did you actually? Yeah. I remember wow. seeing it in the movie theater. Wow. It wasn't terrible. You're right. But I, I think, uh, but <laughs> definitely the first one's better, the best at all. Oh, yeah, for sure. The second one's even not, not that great compared to the first one. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was last week, but the week before uh, it was Turner and Hooch, I think it was. And did do you guys remember that movie? I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. you never seen Turner and Hooch? No, I've never seen it. I don't, oh, like, I don't man. like dog you movies. Need, you need to go ahead and watch Turner. Why, why don't you like just dog joking. movies? I'm just joking. I love Homer uh, Bound. Turner and Hooch, just real quick, I was watching it, you know, and it's kind of like Tom Hanks is this one character. He's a, like, a neat freak. America's you know? dad is in it? Huh? America's, America's dad, dad is in it. Is in it. So America's dad is in, in it. it. He's a neat freak. He has like, uh, um, oh, he's, a neat he's, like he's, he's in the car with like his, you know, his cop buddy, whatever. Dog and he's like rules. eating a donut or something or eating like muffins. And he has like the dust buster. And he's kind of like, you know, making sure there's like no crumbs in the car. Yeah. And then he gets Hooch. And Hooch is just like a total you know, makes a mess out of everything. And it's like yin and yang, right? Where you got the nice clean guy, then you got to tell you, it, it, it open, opens up a whole new side of the Tom Hanks character in that movie, which is really cool. Right. Do you remember it, Jen? What, turn, yeah, of course I uh, do. Oh, yeah. So, and now they, there's a TV series on Disney Plus yeah. with the guy from Drake and Josh. He's yep. in it. Want to hear more from Alex, Joe, and Jen? Go to dizhiz.com. Thank you very much as always. Remember you can catch the guys over at Diz His on Fridays on Sorcerer Radio at 1pm and 8pm Eastern, as well as on all major podcasting platforms. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or in any of my posts over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. Also, if you want to leave me an audio message, you can do so at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club, which is, of course, plus the word plus. If you're enjoying the show, you can also now show your support for the show by donating a coffee. As I said on many occasions, I often record and edit my podcast between about 8pm and midnight, so I'm usually drinking coffee throughout that time to be able to stay awake. So if you'd like to donate a coffee, you can do so at ko-fi.com forward slash the D plus club. 
In fact, at the time of me recording this, it is currently quarter to ten. So I've actually been recording this show in two halves today. I uh, was recording earlier when my wife was getting the kids in the bath and ready for bed, and then I'm recording again now after we've got them in bed and we've sat down and relaxed a little bit. And uh, yeah, now I'm just finishing off the recording and then I'll be straight into the editing. As for next week's film, though, we'll be featuring the Pixar film, The Good Dinosaur. Until then, though, hopefully you've had a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and I hope you can tune in again next week. Bye-bye.